welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 130 of Wine Road. Today's guest is Vicki Farrow from Amista. Yay! Yeah, we're welcome, Vicki. Excited to have Vicki here today. Thank you. So I'm excited too. And I do want to uh, mention also about the um, the partnership that we did just start with Ron Rubin Winery. Uh, so I know that more and more of you really are interested. Our listeners are interested in supporting businesses that give back to their community or support you know causes that are important to them. So I encourage you to go on to ronrubinwinery.com and click on the top banner that says the dream and from there you can click on trained for saving lives so this is a really great program that the winery has started that ron has started and this is how i first really connected with him so you know we're excited to have them as our partner and sponsor for the podcast for the next year and i encourage you to check out the website so there we go so vicky i'm excited that you're here this morning yay me too. We get to uh, drink bubbles in the morning. That's the thing. I just opened this. It's a bottle of sparkling Grenache. Yeah, it's beautiful. I told Marcy, I'm opening a bottle I had that is actually autographed by the winemaker, Ashley. Look at that. That's nice. Ah! In gold. So, and it's a sparkling Grenache from the Morning Star Vineyard, Dry Creek Valley. So this is how we're going to start our day. I'm going to give a little to uh, Marcy, and I'm going to have a little for myself. Anything in particular you'd like to tell us about this little sparkling bottle here, uh, Vicki? Well, this is delicious. Well, that, <laughs> thank you. First of all, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's, it's the a color. color. Yes. Yeah, the color is beautiful. Of course, only uh, bested by the taste. And this is one that we uh, won an award for, an industry award, of one of the best wineries a couple of years ago. So we were really excited about that. And it's one of our favorites. It's Definitely one of Ashley's favorites. But you know what? I'm really jealous because you guys are drinking. <laughs> so I, Pull up a I glass. Am going to, I'm going to pour a little something in my glass. I have a different one. I okay. have our sparkling Syrah. Oh, nice. Oh, and I love that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Yes. I call that joy in a bottle. Yeah. It is such a fun, going to Mista is like one of my favorite places. I send people there all the time because it's like you have all these different aspects and, and varietals of sparkling and the uh, still wines as well, but it's such a fun place to go and hang out. And I think it's one of my favorite places for sparkling. Well, oh, thanks, Marcy. <laughs> I, I have a license plate that says got bubbles. So obviously I'm drawn to Amista. <laughs> there are a variety <laughs> of bubbles. Can't, can't miss that. Yes. So we have five different bubbles, all made in the method Saint-Benoît, which is the traditional French method. And we're going to be doing a sixth one soon. Wow. What is it going to be? Is it, it a secret? Go, oh, drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> it's not a secret. <laughs> it's already in the bottle, so it won't be too long now. It is a rosé of trace sparkling. So, you know, we oh, have wow. a GSM blend, uh-huh. which is Grenache, Syrah, Bedra. Right. We decided to make a rosé of that. We wow. are super excited about that one. Wow, I'm excited to try that. Yes, that sounds great. I've never had a GSM sparkling. No, I haven't either. Wow. Yeah, it'll be a first. <laughs> Ashley and I like to experiment. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems like uh, sparkling is a vehicle for a lot of experimentation because why not? Is exactly. There... And 
We make our uh, sparkling wines, except for our Blanc de Blanc, which is made with Chardonnay grapes. All of the others are unusual varietals for sparkling. And so it's a lot of fun to try different things and see how they work. Yeah. So if anyone is not familiar, uh, Amista Vineyards is just out on Dry Creek Road. So for, when you leave Healdsburg, is it about, it's probably about two miles or two and a half miles? It's 3.1 miles. 3.1 miles. So, um, yeah, it's easy to find right there. And I think really what our listeners really love knowing, Vicki, is how... Uh, how a winery came to be. I mean, I don't think you were 22 years old and decided, you know, I'm going to open a winery. So I'm sure you had a life before you opened a winery. So, you know, kind of tell us about the whole journey and, and how you ended up there. Okay. <laughs> that is, in fact, the most often asked question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And we, so I tell everybody it was a dream that my husband and I didn't know we had. <laughs> didn't know we shared. Right. Didn't know we shared. Like, we never talked about it. Um, it wasn't a plan. It wasn't anything that we, you know, wrote a business plan and said, let's do this. It's just something that kind of evolved. And it started, we were both living in Silicon Valley, working in high tech, and we had this steep hillside that we didn't know what to do with. And Mike saw a little ad that said, backyard vineyard. And he decided, <laughs> oh, wow, we love wine. Let's put in a vineyard. So he planted 130 Cabernet vines. And six months later, he decided, oh, maybe I should learn how to make wine. He does have a PhD in chemistry, but he never made wine before. So we made wine in our garage. Um, I conveniently was never there when there was hard work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, timing is everything. <laughs> exactly. And so uh, at six months after that, I got a job offer in New Jersey. Oh, my God. So I know it was awful. We called our friends out just in the vineyard and cried, knowing we would never see that vineyard produce fruit because it was too young. Right. right. But we had the we had the barrel of wine. It wasn't ready to bottle. It only been in the barrel six months, but we took it with us in the moving van. Oh my! Put it in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The movers liked it because it was heavy. Um, <laughs> yeah. We put it in our basement for a couple of years, and then when friends would come to visit us, we would bottle some up and have it for dinner. And it was good. It oh was wonderful. Gosh. Wow. And Mike, that's how he got the bug. Yeah. And then, you know, it just evolved from there. The magic barrel. Got... <laughs> <laughs> right. I never called it that, but I like that term, barrel. <laughs> wow, what a great story. I mean, most people, you know, Hewlett Packard started in a garage, but so did you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is true. We actually, and then we had a second garage, so when we finally found this property in Healdsburg, which we had always loved when we lived in the Silicon Valley. Uh, as soon as we got here, I swear Mike wanted to make wine again. So he, this time he made a huge amount of wine in our garage. We called it Garage Garage. Oh, <laughs> it was a hit. And then everybody kept saying, can't we buy this wine? And we said, no, we can't sell it to you. It would be illegal. And they said, well, then why don't we go into the business? And I, I don't know, Mike did. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's an amazing story because, you know, so many people, you're, you know, you always get a lot of positive feedback from friends and relatives and it doesn't right. always translate to the public, but apparently all your friends had good palates because here you are. <laughs> what a story. Yes, and by the way, our friends, as you could tell, were involved every step of the way. We had actually the same couple and another one come to meet us in Hillsburg when we decided on this property and we looked at several different ones and chose this one. So... The reason uh, 
our name is Amista, which means making friends in Spanish, is because our friends kept cheering us on. Wow, that's great. That is a great story. And people do like to hear that because more and more people that we have interviewed that we've had on the show basically you know, had that same kind of story where it really did just start as a hobby and they were making it in their garage or, you know, their friends were helping them make it and one thing just led to another. It's, I think it really shows that it is a passion for so many of the people around, you know, this whole wine road area. Um, they didn't just build a giant winery and, you know, bring in a big staff. They really started small. It was really hands-on and it was, you know, a, a labor of love. So I think, right. that's, I think right. that's really right. great. I think that's what the feeling I get when I'm in the tasting room too, that it's still like a lot of friends and it just is such a, a kind of a, a spirited place where you feel like you're part of it when you're there tasting. That's what I like about the feeling there. Oh, thanks, Marcy. Well, that's what we try for. We, you know, we say we make wine for our friends. Yeah, I, <laughs> I definitely feel that. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, my work here is done. That's awesome. So um, I know that uh, you have in the past done these great uh, sparkling and cheese tastings, and and I know that right now things are definitely evolving with reservations. I'm not sure if you offer the opportunity for people just to do drop-in tastings, but what's happening you know, right now, and I'm sure that it will continue to change, but, but for now, if someone wants to come tasting, what's the story? What's yeah. happening? Well, the story is that we are now accepting reservations. We like reservations. We also like seated tasting, so people can do seated tastings under our solar powered patio or out in the garden under the trees uh, or inside if it's too hot. Uh, we ha- we're so excited because we're now offering our sparkling flight again. We ran out of so many of our sparkling wines that we couldn't offer it for a while. It's back on the menu now, Great. so you can do a sparkling flight. You can do a classic uh, taste of a miso, which is a little bit of a mixture of our sparkling and our still wines, particularly our Rhone varietal. You can do a vineyard, a guided vineyard tour and tasting. Uh, and we also offer a beautiful cheese and charcuterie plate if you want to add that on to your tasting. Perfect. That's great options. I think I saw something posted, you know, somewhere on social media, uh, a tasting set up under the trees out there. And I thought, oh, that looks yeah. pretty. Yeah, I like it's that. It's beautiful. Yes, it's beautiful. So people can uh, go online and make appointments for any one of these types of tastings? Yes, they can, Marcy. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say about our tastings is that although we do like reservations, if you happen to be driving by and you uh, give us a call or stop in, uh, we can sometimes accommodate you. Not every time. Usually on Saturdays we're full, but uh, we that's what I've been trying to tell people. It's, you know, it's confusing right now because for the most part, I would say 97% of our wineries are reservation only, but all of them, you know, quite often do have space available. So, you know, I try to tell people if you happen to drive by in someplace, you know, oh, you know, I haven't been there. Let's check them out. If they have room, you know, most wineries will gladly have you come in and join them if they have the space. So I don't want people to hesitate if they don't have a reservation. Always check. Absolutely. Always check. Always, Always check. check. So um, how often are you there at the winery, Vicki? Are you, uh, if people come tasting, are you there or who's, who are they going to see? They are going to see an amazing team of my tasting room folks. 
they are, as Marcy said, very friendly and very welcoming. And my husband and I try uh, to take a walk every day around the vineyard with our two dogs. And so you may see us there because we stop by usually kind of late in the afternoon and sit down and we try to have a glass of water. We try to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you've walked around the vineyards, you probably do need a glass of water. (laughs) We do need a glass of water, but we always, uh, I always go around and say hi to all the people who are there. Yeah. And I love it. I get to meet people. So uh, today we took our walk early because it's going to be hot, but uh, usually you might see us in the afternoon if you come facing. You know, I mean, that's what people love. They really love if they get the chance to meet a winemaker or meet owners, and and they really do want to know the story of how the winery started and that kind of thing. So I think that's great if you are there and they can make they can that connection. They can spot you in the wild. Make that connection. <laughs> so um, That's right. And, you know, for our club members, if they want to see us while they're in town or while they're tasting, they just let us know, and we book that appointment. So, and yesterday we had uh, a non-club member who just loves our wines, and I went down and spent some time with her, so... We're always willing to do that. We live right on the property. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's great. So, you know, when uh, when you have company that comes to town, what are some things that you think people should do? Because that's really what our listeners want to know. What do the What's the insider scoop? Like, what restaurants do you like to go to? Or, you know, is there sightseeing, something that you think people shouldn't miss if they come to Sonoma County? Oh, let's see here. Well, I will tell you my favorite little outing, which is to drive... Uh, to the coast on 128. You go up through Cloverdale, and what I love about it is you get all kinds of aspects of the county on that one drive. So you start out with the hills that are covered with old oak trees, and then you dip down into a wine area where you can go taste wines, and sparkling wines in particular, Uh, and then you go through a grove of redwoods, great big, beautiful California redwoods, and then finally you come out on the coast. And it's it's a magical, magical drive from, I think it's Cloverdale to Mendocino, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's like the quintessential drive. It's so (laughs) funny that you said that because that is absolutely, for that very reason, my favorite drive because the way Uh it changes along the way, you do see everything. And I live in Cloverdale, so for me, I have a head start. Uh Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I also like to go out to Bodega Bay Mm -hmm. and do, you know, whale watching if it's the right time of year. I always tell people to go to Armstrong Redwoods because that's just a beautiful place to see gorgeous redwoods and hike around the park. My favorite restaurant is Bachi. I love Italian food, and I love the owners there. And so we always, we just went the other night. We haven't been out to dinner much, but we finally finally got to go back. So that's a favorite that I like to go to. Um, there's a couple of restaurants in Geyserville that we really like as well. So lots of great places to eat. So, yeah, I, I talked about the Corner Project Ale place oh, yeah. in Geyserville. Oh, my gosh. I've been there about three times now. Just like the pulled what? pork sandwich. Can't beat it. <laughs> now, okay, so this is new. Val, tell me about it. So it's right, it you, you know, in Geyserville where the antique store is, uh, Gin yes. Gillis. Okay, so in that parking lot, kind of in the back, it used to be Route 128 Winery. And when they closed, it's a uh, ale works. And they just do, oh. uh, they have a little outdoor seating and they just open for indoors. But like for, if you just want... The world's greatest <laughs> pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> and then they have great beer. So it's just a fun spot. And it's called Corner Project? It's called Corner Ale Project or Corner Project Ales or something. 
Yeah, I, you, the way your eyes lit up when you said pork, pulled pork sandwich. Oh my God, it's just great. <laughs> you sold me. <laughs> it's so great. It's, I mean, actually, my husband and I split the sandwich because it's, you know, there's plenty. But yeah, that's a good spot. And um, I love bocce too. I feel like every person that walks in the door feels like they're family. I mean, they really, right. yeah. oh my God, they have a way of just making everyone feel welcome. And, and I tell uh, visitors, you should go there and sit at the bar to eat because it'll just be other winemakers. <laughs> It's yes, really a great exactly. locals place. There's always lots of winemakers when I go there. It cracks me up. It's a cool spot. I know. That is so true. I love going there. Uh, so do you have any big events? Uh, I know that, you know, we've been holding back with doing everything, but do you have any sort of wine club things on deck or any other sort of events happening? You used to do, you know, it seems like you would do pizza and wine kinds of things. Any of that on deck? Well, what we do have is our vineyard dinner. We have a winemaker dinner in the vineyard every August for our club members and their friends. And last year, we were able to do it in September as a socially distant stand-up dinner, and Uh it worked so well. We're doing it again. Um, This year, we can have a lot more people because we don't have to be so far apart. And that's going to be the first uh, Saturday in August. And it sold out. It sold out three times. We had to keep increasing the numbers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's great. I know. So we're really excited about that. It's really going to be a fun, it's one of our most fun evenings. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Everybody's excited to see you and to be <laughs> part of that, connecting with friends. And such a beautiful, uh, the vineyards there, the, those trees, it's such a beautiful spot too, so I can imagine. Yes, we've been moving it to have it on a big long table in our Chardonnay vineyards, but when we replanted those, there weren't enough vines. So one year we did it under our 200-year-old oak tree. One year we did it under our pecan trees. Uh, this year we're going to do it closer to the tasting room. So it, we, it's, it's a progressive dinner. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you <laughs> yeah. Go. Every year, new location. I like it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Vicki, we have uh, every one of our shows, Marcy has checked out some sort of new wine book. So uh, what are you going to tell us about today? So to get today, today. we have, um, I don't know if people know about the slow food movement. It was uh, began in Italy and it was a way of having indicative regional foods stay true to their roots. And they have a set of principles and guidelines uh, that make the food a particular uh, food because the slow food movement. And then there was the slow city movement. Actually, Sebastopol is one of those cities Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, local food and wine. So there's this new book. It's a guide for 2021. It's called Slow Wine. It's the Slow Wine Guide. And it is all a list of wineries in the U.S. that have followed these principles of sustainability uh, under this, you know, designation. Mm -hmm. And what it really results in is all the wine is really good, you know, (laughs) because they're really treating it uh, as... Um, engaging with the land, with the people. And it's not just about the wine, it's about the community as well. So Slow Wine Guide 2021, there's a lot of our California wines in here. And um, it's a, you know, it's they call it the Slow Food Manifesto is for good, clean, fair food. This is for good, clean, fair wine. Nice. So it's kind of cool to flip through little descriptions of the different wineries all across the U.S. of A. Great. I actually got that book, uh, passed it on to you. I got that from Betsy Knockbauer at Acorn Winery. Oh, well, shout out to Betsy. Buying some wine. She was giving me the book. So I think that's awesome. Um, Let's see. I don't think I have anything 
on deck particularly to talk about for the wine road other than um, watch, keep your eye on our website, wineroad.com. Uh, we should begin to start posting information about our November event, uh, the Wine and Food Affair. It's going to be a Friday night with some dinners and Saturday and Sunday with uh, wine and food pairings. So that's November 5th, 6th, and 7th. I think at this point we're targeting putting tickets on sale around September 15th. And then, you know, if you are planning a trip, be sure and check our website, just the event calendar. Wineries are adding things every week. Three or four new things get added. And they're all over the place. There's yoga in the vineyards. There's hiking in the vineyards. There's food pairing events, just all kinds of things. So check out the calendar when you're making your plans and uh, see what's new. And you can also order a map online if you're uh, planning a trip or just dreaming about planning a trip. If you order our map ahead of time, you can take your little yellow highlighter and you can highlight the wineries you want to go to and start planning your routes. That's, that's half the fun. That's half the fun. Planning. I definitely need uh, a visual map. So, Vicki, what's the best way for customers to reach you, reach the wineries? Is it through the website? or And what is that URL? The website is the absolute best way, and it's Amisa, A-M-I-S-T-A, Vineyards, with an S, dot com. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes so people can reference that. And uh, Okay. The only last thing I want to mention. <laughs> one I, I, more last I thing. I always have one more last thing. <laughs> so I just want to take a second to say how much that we appreciate all of our listeners. Um, the last, you know, 16 months, the listeners have emailed me so many things, and it's really been encouraging because, you know, it's been slow in the office, and it's like, wow, I got a nice note from someone. I really appreciate that. Um, so what I want to ask is if you do enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and help us spread the word about all the wineries and lodgings here in uh, along the wine road in northern Sonoma County. You know, we have a lot going on with the parks and the coastlines and the rivers you know, along with your wine tasting and great lodging opportunities. And if you haven't already given us an amazing five-star review <laughs> on iTunes, we'd appreciate that too, because those reviews help us move to the top. They're just, there's a million podcasts out there. And if someone is searching for, you know, travel advice or wine country advice, the more reviews we have, the more that our uh, podcast will pop to the yes, top. Yes, please boost our algorithm. Yeah, yeah, boost. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Marcy's just so succinct. Okay. So um, I think that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. Check out the website, wineroad.com. Go to amista.com. Go have some sparkling. And thank you for these bubbles, Vicki. These are awesome. Yeah, we're going to finish these off. It was Richard, you know, our master uh, sound engineer, studio owner. Uh, it was his birthday yesterday. So by God. Oh. We're going to have these sparkles, <laughs> these bubbles to finish that off. Well, cheers. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Vicki. Really appreciated your time. We'll see you thank on the you. wine road. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.